Uh, let me kind of set up a little bit about where we are going. We will have, before we get to the litany of farewell and we uh, lay hands on and, and bless our dear friends, um, I want us to look at a biblical approach, uh, a biblical understanding of what it means to bless someone. And so often in scripture, uh, the way that God blessed, the way that Jesus bestowed a blessing, as we'll look at here in just a moment, was through touch. Not always, but that was one of the ways that, that he did. We've been in this series called Embodied Faith, and it's the way that we have a spiritual encounter with God through our physical bodies. In fact, you cannot encounter God without a physical body. Um, your body is good as God created it. And also your body is where God is, is going to have his most meaningful encounters with you and you with him. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we looked at, um, or the first week, we looked at that example of the image being uh, made in the image of Yahweh and the similarities that we have just in our physical presence. Um, last week was uh, just an honest look at how fragile our bodies can be. Uh, we are, as Paul described, clay vessels, fragile clay vessels, but within us is the light of Christ to shine through. And um, I think it goes without saying that most any biblical view is going to run countercultural to uh, uh, what is around us in the world. And certainly our perception of the human body, the biblical perspective is countercultural to the world around us. The, um, the world typically views the human body as a tool, as a means to get what they want um, or to satisfy their own desires. Oftentimes, um, the, the human body and culture is idolized um, in a, a pursuit of perfection. Uh, sometimes it's idolized in the way that someone will try to make their identity known through their physical body first and foremost or, or only. Um, sometimes the, the human body is used uh, to gain recognition and to gain attention. Those are all ways that um, the world may view it. Now, sometimes a, a Christian will respond to the other extreme and too far to the other extreme. And historically, followers of Christ have, have gone too far in that extreme to say that the human body really doesn't matter. But what the Bible teaches us is that the body is good and it is a way for us to encounter God and to communicate God and his kingdom to other people. Um, and we do that by receiving God's blessings and by being a blessing to others. Um, before we dive into this, uh, I want us to, just as we have over the last couple of weeks, to, to focus on one of our senses that we have. We have we've talked about the sense of hearing, um, the sense of, of sight, and today I want us to talk about specifically the sense of touch. And what I want to say is um, God intended touch always to be a blessing. But unfortunately, most of us have experienced the cursing side of a touch, the unhealthy side of a touch. And we're going to talk today about the blessing of touch and how 
um, God reaches out to touch people. Uh, when Jesus walked this earth, we want to reach out um, in a healthy way and convey that touch and that blessing. But in no way do I, do I feel like in our time together that we will be able to unfortunately heal some of the wounds that, that you may have experienced. Touch um, can wound. Touch for some has been abusive. Um, touch for some has brought death. And I mean actually more than physical death. It, is, it has caused an emotional death, the death of your soul. And I do believe that Jesus came in bodily form and he died and he was resurrected as a way to say that even our physical bodies can be redeemed, that our physical bodies can receive healing. Um, again, I don't think that this is something that we'll be able to, to put a bow on in our few minutes together this morning, but I want you to know that through Christ, um, we can be healed. Uh, through the touch of God in our life, we can be healed. Um, so, I, middle of the week, I sent out the email, and it had an interesting statistic that I had found uh, in, included in it, and I want to read that to you. Um, and it basically revealed that we in America are not a real touchy-feely bunch, okay? If you've done any traveling to other countries, that might have been something that really stood out to you, that we tend to be a little bit more stoic in expressing um, affection than do some other countries. Sociologist Sidney Durand studied the touch behavior of pairs of people in coffee shops around the world. So let me pause right there and say, that's a job I want. I'm going to travel the world <laughs> and sit in coffee shops and people watch. I mean, that's, does that sound awesome or what? So, uh, so he's He's observing pairs of people together in coffee shops around the world, and the difference between cultures was staggering. In San Juan, Puerto Rico, people touched on average 180 times per hour. Say, was that a woo? Like, yeah. Um, in Paris, France, it was 110 times per hour, and in Gainesville, Florida, two times per hour. Now, I've lived in Florida. It is a really sticky, humid place, so I kind of get it, right? <laughs> like, don't touch me right now. I'm sweating, and I'm drinking a hot beverage. Give me some space. Uh, but I do think, Bill and Cassie, you guys, um, as you are holding hands now, you will increase. The, you will, yeah, you will bring the curve way up um, when, when you guys get there. Um, so we're really not known as a bunch of huggers. And then when you add to it, a pandemic that says, don't touch, keep your distance. Um, and then we've encountered some really unfortunate situations of, of, that have made national and world news regarding um, just the misappropriate touch. And it's caused people to really step back and um, to rethink the way that touch can actually be a gift. And so um, in that, uh, just as there can be inappropriate touch, I believe that damage is done in an absence of touch, being without people who lovingly surround us and care for us and touch us. Um, earlier this week, I was with a group of people, and this guy 
very courageously and vulnerably was sharing a part of his story. And uh, his wife just happened to walk through the room at the time that he was sharing it and very perceptively picked up on just this painful part of his story that he was sharing to be a blessing to us. And as she walked by, she didn't say anything. She just gently laid her hand on his shoulder for just a moment and then continued walking. And I tell you, I remember that more than I remember the words that he said. Because it, I saw on his face how that changed his demeanor. Still in sharing this really difficult part of his life. Touch can convey such beauty and blessing in a way that words cannot. Um, blessing is a part of scripture from the very beginning. We see it in Genesis chapter 1 where God created and God blessed what he created. Um, one of the more... Um, um, more known passages of blessing is the sevenfold blessing of Abraham in Genesis 12. And it says this in verses two and three, I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse and all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So God bestows a blessing, but he also says to Abraham, you are going to bless people. I am going to bless people through you. And that's not just a unique call to Abraham. That is a call to each of us. God wants to bless us, and God wants us to be a blessing. He wants to bless people through us. Now, not every blessing was conveyed by touch. We're going to look at a couple of New Testament examples of when Jesus touched and blessed people. But before we do, what do I mean by blessing? Because that, that carries with it a lot of different, you know, we, we might see a, a star athlete do something absolutely superhuman in a game and we go, wow, God really blessed that person with some athletic ability. Um, you say a blessing before a meal. Um, you, uh, we may say that God has blessed the Koshis with a child. This word blessing, um, we you sneeze, and what do people say? Bless you. So what, is, what do we really mean by this? And, and what, what would be the biblical response? Um, blessing is the bestowing of privilege, right, responsibility, or favor by God or through someone whom God has blessed. And the emphasis that I want to, to play on that is not uh, the bestowing of privilege and right and responsibility, but as much as God is at the core of that. Um, the blessing of God is his relational presence in one's life. There may be an aspect of the blessing that is, is tangible and earthly. You could be blessed with riches. You could be blessed with friendships. A lot of different ways to be blessed, but one non-negotiable is the fact that God is in that blessing. And apart from a relationship with God, that blessing cannot take place. Um, the essence of God's blessing is, I will be with you. At the core of the blessings that God has for us, he is saying, I will be with you. When we bless others, we are conveying to them a withness. 
and that we are bestowing on them all of the benefits that come from being with God, from being in a friendship relationship with God. So with that in mind, um, knowing that blessing might have a broader meaning than I am with you, just keep in mind that no blessing um, is a blessing apart from that relationship. Uh, In Mark 10, uh, Jesus communicates blessing by touch in this instance. Beginning in verse 13, people were bringing little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them, but the disciples rebuked them. So the disciples, um, just picture this. They're the guys in the suits and the sunglasses and the little uh, curly cord that goes to the the device in their ear. You know, okay, weird guy, 3 o'clock, weird guy, 3 o'clock, keep him away. Um, So they see what has taken place, and they are trying to protect Jesus from what is going on. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant. He said to them, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. And he took the children in his arms, placed his hands on them and blessed them. Very tangibly, we see in this the gift of a relationship. Jesus looking at each child as he places his hand on them and essentially saying, I am with you. Could Jesus have simply seen the the kids from a distance and waved? Hey, good luck, kids. He invited them in close. He placed his hands on them, and he blessed them. The other example is one that... um, that I want to look at is also in the the gospel of Mark and it's at the beginning and a man with leprosy approaches Jesus. And if you know uh, anything about that dreaded disease, you were a social outcast. In fact, the last thing that someone would think to do if you had leprosy was to touch you for fear of some type of contamination. Um, Beginning in verse 40, a man with leprosy came to him and begged him on his knees, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said, be clean. Immediately, the leprosy left him and he was cleansed. And what is especially worth noting here is Jesus touched him before he was healed. Jesus touched him in the condition that he was in. Um, Now, was this leper blessed with a job? Was he blessed with wealth? Was he blessed with a home? We don't know any of those things, but what we do know is, again, he was blessed with this relationship, with Jesus saying, I am with you. And I think Jesus touching him before he was healed was Jesus' way of saying, I think you have a deeper need than being healed of leprosy. You desire touch. You desire to know people are with you. I am with you. It's a beautiful picture of Jesus conveying that to him. Um, After communion, uh, we're going to participate in a... um, 
communal celebration um, and a, a communal blessing. And um, I'll explain a little bit more about that, but it will be a, a prayer of blessings, uh, of a blessing for these two families. And it will communicate um, what we want to communicate to the Bristers and the Aguiars is though you are leaving, we are with you. Our hearts are with you. Though you are leaving, we know God is with you. We want you to encounter God with you. So as we get to that point, um, I hope that some of these thoughts will, will resurface as we, as we pray that. From the early beginnings of the church, it was described, these local bodies were described as bodies. These local churches were described as bodies. In other words, there was an attachment that each one had. And we are here to recognize and celebrate the attachments that we have as a body. Um, the joys and in some ways the pain that goes with being attached. Um, Christy, Hoseas, Ezra, Bill, and Kashi, as much as you feel comfortable, would you um, make your way up here? We're gonna set up four chairs for you to sit in and then once they are seated, um, for those of you that feel comfortable, uh, to surround them and lay your hands on them. And then if you'll bring with you the, the litany of farewell. So I invite you up if, um, I know not everyone is going to be able to actually lay a hand on their head or shoulder, for example, um, but feel free to extend an arm. For those of you on Zoom, would you consider extending your hand towards the screen as a way of blessing, reaching out? For this, I will read what is in um, kind of the regular font, and you will reply with what is uh, in italics, maybe also bold. I don't know exactly what that copy is. But this is a prayer and this is a blessing, just as you have been a blessing to us. Good Christian people, I bid you now pray for the saving presence of our living Lord in this world, in this city, in this community, in the hearts of all faithful people. But especially, I bid you pray and give thanks for Bill and Kashi, for Christy, Hoseas, and Ezra, who are leaving our midst for expectations not met, for grievances not resolved, for wounds not healed, for anger not dissolved, for gifts not given, for promises not kept. And also for this portion of our pilgrimage in this place. Thanks be to God. I might have a different version, sorry. For friendships made, celebration enjoyed, and for moments of nurture. For wounds healed, expectations met, gifts given, 
promises kept. For bread and wine, body and blood. For all the thoughtful, little, unheralded things done to make the day nice for someone. And so to establish a home in another place with other members of the family of Christ. To continue the journey with new friends and new adventures, new gifts to give and to receive. To offer wisdom and experience, competence and compassion in the vocation you are called. With whatever fears, whatever sadness, whatever excitement may be yours. With our faith in you, our hope in you, and our love of you. The Lord watch between us while we are absent from one another. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.